April 23rd, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Tuesday, that can mean only one thing. The lovely and talented Dwayne Long. Dwayne, how goes it? Uh, a little under the weather. I'm taking a cold. Not unlike many other Ohioans who are dealing with Ohio spring weather, which means snow, humidity, snow, pollen, colds. But that will not slow us down today. We're going to take a look ahead to the season and hit a very important topic. The eight Buckeyes that need to step up this year for the Buckeyes to have the season, we all want them to. This will be eight Buckeyes slash positions that they're going to need great production from. A couple things. One, this does not mean Thayer Munford or Jeffrey Okuda, for that matter, or guys who we pretty much have high hopes for or expectations for. This will be more guys who need to raise their level of play, guys we haven't seen as much from yet, or guys who have just given us a taste. Once again, mm-hmm. if you have not done this, a little house cleaning, you must subscribe to the podcast. That is the best way to get this show. Go to your app on your phone, search on Bucknuts Morning 5, hit subscribe. Every time we post a podcast, it will automatically populate in your phone. Go in there and give us a rating, one to five. Five, obviously, more preferable. Let's get to the meat at hand here. We're going to go eight to one. Dwayne, number eight on your list of players slash position that must step up for the Buckeyes this year. I'm looking at the corner opposite uh, Akuda, and I'm looking at seven banks, Tyreek Johnson and Marcus Williamson. They need to step up. I do not believe in Damon Arnett. Damon Arnett has played a lot of football, and usually you're pretty happy to have a veteran like that back. But uh, it's it's just just based on past play, he he's just not been a real impressive guy. He has not really helped the football team. Nothing irritates me more to see this guy get up and give the incomplete sign when he really had very little to do with the incompletion. You know, we've got a new defensive back coach. We've got a new defensive coordinator. Maybe that'll help. I don't know. I'm saying that we need one of these young guys to step up, give us some reps, and uh, keep Damon Arnett over on the bench. And obviously I would think this would mean that Sean Wade would kind of play that nickel role. Yes, starting opposite Jeffrey Okuda is an issue. And like you said, Damon Arnett leads the league in – celebrations with the flag flying in the background. Okay, number seven. Uh, Josh Myers. He needs to be, you know, I like what I saw of him in the spring game. And when he was in there last year, I thought he he was real solid. But your center, you need your left tackle, and your center, that's the the core of your offensive line. If those guys are good, you got a real good chance of having a good offensive line. Uh, I, I think the kid can do it. Uh, you know, I, I actually really like him with the freedom at, at guard where he just goes after people and destroys, which he's quite good at. But uh, if he can handle the, the snapping responsibilities, get the ball back to the quarterback clean every, every time, you know, so be it. Uh, the guys, I don't have any question about his ability in the run game and inside. He's going to be all right at pass protection. Don't make him do things that he's not real good at. 
When he came out, everybody's talking about a tackle because he was so athletic, but he just has never shown. I mean, he he did not really have a good showing at any camp or combine as far as pass protection. And he got moved inside, and I think he's going to be better for it. I said he was going to be an inside player all along. Some fans didn't like hearing that. That It didn't surprise me he got moved inside. We've got a tradition now, a history, with outstanding centers. Josh Myers is next in line. He's, he's got to be the man. Corey Lindsley, Pat Alfine, Billy Price, and I do believe Josh Myers will be able to take on that mantle. Michael Jordan played center last year. I kind of think he's going to get picked as a guard come the NFL draft. Number six on the list, and I would say of all the guys on the list, this guy has done the most, but there's still a lot going to be asked of him this year that we maybe haven't seen yet, and that is Chase Young. We see so many pass-happy teams now, Dan. You've got to get the pass rush. You've got to get that get to the quarterback. Uh, I've seen some stuff on the message boards of people who have been disappointed in him so far. And I'm like, he, he was a first-year starter. He had 10 and a half sacks and I believe 14 and a half tackles for loss. He was really outstanding. Uh, I believe it's going to help uh, on, the opposite ta- on the opposite side, having a partner that, that keeps him from being double-teamed. I think we're going to be a better tackle. It's going to be hard to double-team him this year, but he has to. He has to reach another level. Yes, uh, as, as outstanding as he's been, and I think he's been outstanding, he needs to be even better. Yeah, I think it's fair to assume that he would have had an even better, more productive numbers-wise season last year had Nick Bosa not gotten injured. I agree. I think Chase Young has put himself in position to have a tremendous year. If you look at him, he's basically an NFL prototype walking around the whack. If he has a really good year, I think his upside is definitely top five in the NFL draft. Number five, the newest middle linebacker, Taraja Mitchell. We got to be better at middle linebacker, Dan. We can't be what we were last year. You know, you got Malik Harrison. The other two spots are up for grabs. In particular, a tough Borland has got to be better. I just don't have any faith that he's going to be. Uh, watching the spring game, I watched it several times. Mitchell was just—he was flashing. He was all over the field. He's just faster. He seems to be have better instincts. Everything just seemed to be better. I'm just saying that I know Borland's going to start, that they're going to put him in there. He's got to be better than he was last year, or Mitchell's going to be in there. Play the better guy. We'll all see it. No agenda is needed. A new defensive staff in here for the most part. Let's get a fresh slate. Let's get Mitchell in there if he's the best player, no question. Number four, the tussle between Amir Reap and Josh Crocker. We're moving White to um, the walkout linebacker spot. So, we need a safety to step up there. Prior left, you know, I saw him take bad angles and missed tackles. I know he's young, but he just was not really solid in there. So, uh, Josh Proctor, time to step up, young man. Here's your opportunity. There's an open spot. A guy that did not prove himself before ended up getting injured and then didn't come back. They they left him out of there. Now there's the opportunity. Jump in there and, and take that job. we got to have somebody back there. Certainly a lot of names back there. I'm not sure how that's going to work out. Let's just get the best players on the field. Number three, a very interesting tussle at right tackle, Nick Petit-Ferrer or Joshua Allaby? Well, I've always been a fan of Allaby. I, I think the kid can play. I was impressed with what he did stepping in for Munford last year at left tackle. You've got a whole different level of athlete 
in uh, Nicholas Petit Ferrer. He is a prototype, a guy that, you know, as you said earlier with Chase Young, uh, you know, going in the top five or top ten. Nicholas Petit Ferrer has that kind of athletic ability. If he is ready, if he is, his technique is there, if his weight is there, I got a feeling he's going to win that job. That obviously one of them got to step up. I think in a perfect world, Petit Fair wins the job, then flips to the left side next year for Thayer Mumford, who will likely be cashing enormous check for professional football. Second most important spot or spot that needs to step up, perhaps no position on the team is as clear as starting running back, but the backup, Master Teague, Marcus Crowley, who will it be? You tell me, Dwayne. Uh, I was impressed with both in the spring game, but Teague just looks prime. And and they didn't let him. He's he's got that power. And you know, in a game, uh, I don't even know if you want to call it a game like the spring. I was seeing him just plant his foot and accelerate, and it was go till you hear metal, man. He was just he is going to run over some people. He's going to get yards after contact. I, he's so primed. Uh, Crowley's just more of a he's a slasher. He's a different style of runner. Great fun to watch. One of them is, I think we're going to be just fine there, but one of them is, has got to step up. I love the idea of Master Teague as the backup running back, bigger and stronger than Dobbins, who's a little bit more elusive. Defensive backs really don't want to have to come up and hit a hard-charging backup that's going to put them on their ass. I love the idea of Teague in that spot. I think long-term, Crowley might be a better featured back, but I would agree that for this year, it's probably going to have to be Master Teague. I'm not nervous about that position as I thought I might be. All right, this is a, probably the most predictable number one on any list we've ever done. The player that must step up for Ohio State to have the season it needs to, Justin Fields, quarterback. A week ago, he's further down this list because we had Matthew Baldwin. Well, now we don't. We are one play away, Dan, one play from Chuganoff being the starting quarterback at Ohio State. That is a nightmare scenario. I mean, he, no, that's it's just hard for me to wrap my mind around that we're in this situation, but we are. Here we are. And, you know, people are talking about transfer portal and, and finding a grad. And I'm, no, we don't need we got one of those. Not going to be any help to get another grad transfer. We... You know, if you want to just talk about emergency depth, okay. But, you know, we're not going to get any better at quarterback with another guy in the transfer portal. This is just, wow. It's just devastating to the depth chart that we are one play away from a guy who lost his job at West Virginia. Justin Fields has got to stay healthy. I imagine that means less taking advantage of his athletic ability. I mean, the guy runs like a receiver. He's like Braxton Miller as far as running is concerned. But we, we may not use him as much in that capacity because he just can't get hurt. He can't. The most troubling development of the Baldwin transfer, besides him actually just being gone, is that I would hope this wouldn't affect Ryan Day's approach with Justin Fields in terms of getting the most out of all of his abilities. So definitely something to keep an eye on. Could there be another quarterback in the mix? I think it's very possible they do add another grad transfer. We will keep an eye on that. We hope you enjoyed Dwayne's top eight Buckeyes that need to step up. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Buck